feels wonderful to have a top five win under your belt a month into the college basketball season. And that is exactly what happened tonight with Louisville basketball taking down Michigan. What a game, man. What how, a game. I was just thinking, how insane is that? That, um, you know, when the schedule was announced and, and the Michigan game came up, we were all pretty, like, every, everybody was excited. Yeah, right? there, like, there was they, juice we, to it. Yeah, yeah we knew that it was going to be a, a good game and, and it was going to be the game before Texas Tech. And, like, that's kind of how we viewed it. But then all of a sudden, what, the, was it the Paradise Jam? Or was it the... Yeah, I mean, it was just... It, it was their tournament, yeah. And then all of a sudden, in three days, they went from a a non-20 top-ranked team right. to... Or, sorry, a not top-25 team there to a fourth-ranked team. Right. Which so, is already insane in, in its own right. So they, basically, this just popped up on our schedule. Like, a top-five matchup just right. instantly, instantly came about. Right. And within a week. Kudos to the, to the Louisville marketing team and athletic department for being able to put together a whiteout that was right to the now. magnitude of what we saw tonight because that was impressive. That place looked like, you know, an environment I haven't seen in a long time. Right. And it, it is, to your point, that's insane to think about that. If we would have known Michigan was was going to come in, like, top 10 already and then have a great showing in that tournament, like, they would have already been prepping for, for a big matchup, right? Like, this almost just kind of came about. Like, they were excited for Michigan, but but then it just within like forty eight hours became poof. a yeah poof you have to market a top yeah. five matchup right so set the out scene of, here Michigan yeah. is a team that loses their head coach in the off season they lose a ton of talent off of yeah. a team that went pretty deep last year uh, and they you know they're they're hitting a reset button on their program you'd think with a, a coach coming in from the NBA and Juwan Howard who doesn't have college basketball experience right. with a team of you know good players but not great by any means. And quickly they have molded into a team that started seven and zero in the season. Uh, they beat a couple of mid majors, but confidently, get, right? Exactly. It, it didn't even come down to the wire, right? In a lot of those games, it didn't. So they beat Creighton early on, beat Iowa State in the Paradise Jam, or in uh, the uh, I'm sorry, the Bahamas, the Battle for the Atlantis, or whatever. See, that, the term I it kept is. calling it Paradise Jam. Yeah, I'm it's the Battle whatever. for Atlantis. Is it was some sort of early season there's, basketball? Yeah, there's hundreds of tournaments in, a, in ballrooms somewhere in the Caribbean, yeah. right? And then in back-to-back days, they beat North Carolina, the sixth-best team in the country, and Gonzaga, the eighth-best team, who I really thought was a top-two right. team. I thought Louisville and Gonzaga were the best two teams in the country. Especially after you heard like when the you know secret, not secret scrimmages were happening, and, and you started hearing about these like preliminary scores that were going around, right. and wasn't it Gonzaga that beat the crap out of a... Uh, was it Michigan State or? I have no idea. They had some. I'm they not had gonna a, lie. I, don't, I didn't. Keep, no, no, I, they, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Gonzaga basically yeah. beat the brakes off of a, like a top five team. Right. And so you're like, okay, so that's that's wild. Um, and then obviously you heard Louisville lost to Ohio State, so right. Then there was you know All preseason concerns secret, before we even played a game. Secret exhibition scrimmage notes that nobody else could have. But right, and here we are, eight and zero. Yeah, eight and zero. ACC win. So so. Michigan jumps from an unranked to number four, which you don't see that. That doesn't ever happen because they beat two top ten teams back-to-back days to win that tournament, and they, they get to be congratulated with this new ranking and have it christened in the Yum Center uh, against the number one team in the country. The first time Louisville's ranked number one since 2013, right? which be- that came before the championship. That was in season ranked right, number one. Because I think they lost a couple games. The, and it's so that. weird how many similarities are beginning to kind of sprout and be seen from 2013 to 2020. Obviously, 2020 is in Atlanta. 2013 was in Atlanta. 
So, anyways, and also the women. I think the women's matched up as well. Um, they, I, I'm pretty sure, like it's the same. Like you said, like when the year the Cardinal happened. Yeah, like it's they, the same. I think they played in like New Orleans or something. I yeah, it's like they the, played. I'm pretty sure it's it, it matched up. Like you're yeah. the, like the the planets are aligning. Right. right? Everything like the, is pointing towards what you would want it to point towards, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to jinx it. No. And but no, I will say it. I think they're you know definitely going to the national championship. Old, a definitely a caliber team. Proved day, it tonight. Like all day long. All I uh, looked up during work um, was, well, not all day. I did do work. But I all I could look up were, uh, you know, stats and how well Michigan was performing. Like it just a, their efficiency on offense right. was, was crazy. And then, Tell me the best stat you read today. Um, I read a thread, um, and I'll have, to, I'll have to find it. But either way, it kind of broke down a lot of the schemes that, that was kind of giving Michigan uh, all the success like over the weekend. Like it, it kind of showed what Louisville does really well, right. uh, and maybe you know um, maybe like a weakness, which was the high hedging um, that got mentioned with with Enoch like right. coming out. And I really want to give this guy credit because I think you would know him. But either way, it, it, it basically talked about to beat Louisville you're going to have to expose the high hedging right. on defense cuz sure. cuz he does come out like super far sometimes in, in terms of like non like non scoring range like you don't need to be out past the three point line right. cuz then you have to sprint all the way back to, under the basket to follow your man right but and that's because typically teams are going to offset that with setting high ball screens so that you right. have to come out and cover that so that's exactly what they do against Louisville time and time again right exactly so I was already worried about that and then he just started showing example after example of how Michigan was just executing the crap out of it over the weekend so in my head, like over the course of the day, I just started. You started to believe that they were. I just started take freaking advantage. out. Yeah, right. I basically started. Understood. They beat two like an invisible brown paper bag. Sure. Slowly breathing in. But you set the you set the tone and you set the scene here for what the defensive what the defense for Louisville had to do, what they were going to have to be able to defend, and knowing that Michigan had really dynamic guards, um, and Xavier Simpson and uh, uh, Eli Brooks, and then. Uh, Having Livers and Tresky obviously gives them two huge advantages inside with big guys. I mean, they're not advantages, right. but matchups with Louisville perfectly. Livers and, you know, Wara are very similar guys and what they like to do. Uh, same with, you know, with Tresky and uh, uh, Enoch. You know, the, both guys are going to play with their back to the basket, but they can step out and hit shots. So Louisville yeah. had to defend almost at a near-perfect level tonight. It was insane. In man. order like, to beat a team like this. Right. So like I was saying, and it was, it was Jordan Sperber, by the way of uh hoops vision and he did this threat he literally just did a like just a michigan versus louisville threat and it was really good because he went in on on how like uh the pack line worked and and what louisville does great but how like i told you like michigan could take advantage of it and how they've already taken advantage of a similar defense uh which made me worried but then we started watching the game and like i don't know about you i can't remember the last time I was this impressed for a whole 40 minutes. Not because we right. we were kind of worried at halftime because we should have been up by a lot more in my mind because we missed some easy, easy shots. Right. But, uh, which, but which, I mean, maybe not easy, easy, but but we should have been making more because we missed a couple it's layups. It's shots you're accustomed to kind of hit, seeing Louisville hit. Right. right? It's Especially the mid-range shots for Jordan Ward. As hot as, some of the yeah, the first seven shots. games, as efficient as we've shot, it should have been a little bit better. But the, the defense we were – playing was like on a whole nother level than what we've seen and and i know our kind of like a joint concern was can we keep it going another 20 minutes you know because at, right. at a certain point that 
the whole top five matchup, wideout intensity wears off, and you're just playing a basketball game. Right. Yeah, all the, the pomp and circumstance is gone and out right. of the way. But Louisville defensively in the first half was near perfect. It, was, it probably was their best half of defensive basketball. Easy. You got five guys on a string in that pack line defense, and you started to see what they can be. Uh, you know, you start to see where, you know, where you can kind of begin to, to tout yourself as a program who, you know, masters the pack line defense. And like we've seen with Virginia for years, man, that defense will stifle teams. They can't penetrate if they can't get the ball where they want to. You know, it, it's, it starts turning into those forced jumpers. And I thought that Louisville in the first half did a great job of keeping the ball out of the paint, uh, specifically Dwayne Sutton, specifically uh, Ryan McMahon, which is crazy. And I want to talk about him for a little bit. Uh, later on because I feel like he had a, one of the best games of his career tonight. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and he only I feel had... like everybody was so wrong because, like, the whole notion was, like, Michigan has height and it's going to be tough to defend. And McMahon, you know, like, just how many minutes can he can he be of value in this game? Right. And, and we were it, like, like, I was concerned. Like, you know, I don't I didn't think he was going to be – like be in that much and then all of a right. sudden he's there he plays uh I don't I don't they don't have the minutes up yet on ESPN but he plays a ton of minutes and you're right because for years Michigan we've I mean Louisville's obviously run into it twice now right so you ran into right. it in 2013 in the championship game um and 2017 the in the second round game that they lost and they were upset Michigan has always had really good point guards right so tr- Trey Burke in the championship game, Derek Walton in the 2017 game. They've always had really good point guards, which they had in Xavier Simpson. And then they have a bunch of just really good athletic, long defensive players who can shoot. DJ Wilson, Glenn Robinson, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, You know, the list goes on and on of guys that they have had. Nick Stauskas, like you literally can name wing after wing that's played for Michigan. And this team looks like that. Well, And 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 so you thought that they were going to be able to penetrate and kick the ball out and get good shots and, and, you know, make Louisville have to really close out defensively or, you know, dump the ball in and make Enoch defend, uh, you know, the big fella in Teske. And Louisville did a perfect job in doing all of those things. I mean, it was an ugly shooting night for both teams. But, I mean, you literally – a a screeching hot Michigan, which I shouldn't say. Which, That's a stupid screech, screeching, screeching hot. That yeah. was like the worst. <laughs> like that was I don't like even know what the word. I'll, I'll yeah. think about that. But either you're way, right, scorching hot Michigan. How about that? That's a little bit better. But either way, they were coming in shooting awesome. And, and you have Livers going one for nine. You have you have Brooks, uh, one of the best guards, going zero for six. All right, let's I talk mean, about Brooks. Let's talk about Brooks because I want to point this out now, and I want to say this up front. Tonight was Ryan McMahon's best defensive performance of his career, and it wasn't even close. I mean, it had to be. Not even Top close. Top five matchup. The way that Ryan defended on Eli Brooks from Michigan, yeah. who is a big guard, he can shoot. Uh, he's not big. I shouldn't say that. He's only 6'1", which I was thinking he was more like 6'3", 6'4", but uh, it doesn't matter because quick guard can shoot, can pull up, can get his shot really kind of wherever he wants. And Ryan was all over him, which it was like Darius and Ryan on a string together because Darius or Fresh, even when he was in, they would do such a great job with keeping Simpson from out of the paint. Brooks would get the ball, and then they were locked up in a corner. And a lot of that was just on Ryan McMahon. He was he was really good in rotation. He was really good at moving his feet, not fouling, getting his hands in on plays. Dude, it was insane. It was amazing. It was it amazing. Was, it, like, I've never seen our defense, like all five guys consistently, consistently have such active hands like you're talking about um and it 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 worked i mean look how many turnovers they had um when they were even trying to 
get into the big guy or pass it back out. I mean, our hands were super active. And right. the fact that they were that active and no player on Louisville's side uh, ended up with four fouls. Yeah. The most the most fouls we had was, uh, I think, Perry had three and then McMahon ended up with three. Uh, and then I think like Kimble, Fresh, Kimble Fresh ended up three, having three, yeah. but as active so, as they were on defense, but, and as many as as much chaos as they <laughs> as they caused, and as tight as like the calling, the calling kind of got a little wonky in the second. It half. was weird because like, they would go for stretches they, without making calls, and then they end up let them play. Yeah, and then they would call it tight again for but for a little period of time. It's like unheard of to think of Malik Williams, Dwayne Sutton, Jordan Wara, and Stephen Enoch combining for let's see four five. Six fouls between the between the four of them. That's right. unheard of. That last season, it just seemed like in every game that they started, like in played in, they they started the game with a foul. Like it, they were just foul monsters all Ooh. the time. It and just it, kept happening over and over and over again. And it's insane to see. Also, I just called them foul monsters. <laughs> like, Dude, I said I, screeching. So don't don't yeah, worry. Th- about this it. show is quickly getting off yeah. off track. Uh, no, but it, it's insane to see a team. Um, just adapt to how a game is played. I mean, we've, you know, we got comfortable watching this Louisville squad shoot in the high 80s, 90s, like consistently, three like three point shootings in the mid 50s, like insane stats to start the year. Right. Uh, in in terms of shooting, and then you look at the the box score tonight, and you have two guys mm-hmm. that really went off. You got Enoch and 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 Wara, and and the rest of the team. Instead of those guys, like, you know, oh, I want to score a bunch too. No, they understood, like, hey, this is his game. Right. This is his game. Well, they, you're and, right. And, and so right. you look at the rest of the stats, and Sutton had four points. But he had 11 had, rebounds. Perry had four points. McMahon had four points. So, oh, and Fresh Kimball had five points, and Sam Williamson had four. So, like, it's such an evenly distributed game. And it's been that way uh, when we've ran the score up as well, because you see multiple guys in, in just. 10 and 8, 10 and 7, you know, like a lot of uh, the rest of the scoring isn't relied on just one or two other guys. Right. Like it's a literal team effort. It uh, was, but at least it, on the offensive side. It was, but I think one of the, the things that can be kind of underlying in that in, at the end of the day when you win 58 to 43 against number four team, it doesn't really matter how you get it done, especially 15-point game. But I don't particularly like Jordan Wara taking 23 shots and scoring yeah. 22 points. That's not a very efficient game. Like, if there was plus-minus in this game, he did have 12 rebounds. Uh, I thought he did defend well at, you know, at a good portion of this game. I think he'd have a, you know, a pretty decent score, but, like, the the shooting inefficiencies there kind of worry you because there was a huge stretch of this game where he just kept pulling up, and it was right. like, Jordan, stop. Like, man, yeah. it's not there. Look, Let's look elsewhere and see what's going on. And you're right. The, even – Despite him shooting 23 times, you have guys scoring when they get the opportunity and they get the ball. They're taking advantage of it, you right? Know? Uh, but it, you know, that's it. Doesn't matter. That's a moot point because you you won the game. Like and Jordan took over at the end there and kind of put the game away, which I thought the team needed something. Somebody had to step up and like Chris Mack is saying like, "Hey guys, look, we got one Dwayne set, but I need 13. Like I need somebody to own a moment when it's time." And I felt like Jordan tonight kind of stepped in and owned that game down the stretch, despite. Him not yeah. shooting well for a stretch. Well, and I, th- I think, I, you know, we kind of agreed that we were settling for some jumpers in the first half. We really didn't have to settle. For yeah, that. and you mi- know, like we, we should have, we should have pushed Michigan a little bit more mm-hmm. inside the paint, or at least driving more, because like that's exactly what you saw in the second half. He took over by just driving in and being aggressive. Yeah, how many times and early then, on we were like, just drive in yeah, on the big and, dude, and, and we were they settling. Don't have a yeah, and we were settling for this like 
10, 15, 18 foot jumpers. And I'm like, we don't have to be though. Like mm. it, it's not that kind of game to where we have to take outside perimeter shots every single time. And that's when, you know, we were just hitting bricks from, from three and, and, and you started off seeing Enoch is one of the first guys to pull up from three. And I'm like, that's, that's not my favorite sign to start right. the game. I'm right. like, no, I want the center to be down low and like score or dunk or right. something down, uh, near the basket. But either way, um, it's it's crazy that we only scored 58 and still somehow won by 15, and our name is not Virginia. Right. Well, that part's the defense, crazy. though, kudos to Chris Mack for two years now working with this group of guys to go the from pack a line. team. I've never – The like, pack line is here to people, stay. People like, this should is a have defensive won. team, man. That's our identity is going to be built off and of this have, defense. That was one of the biggest things like they criticized Mack about. Uh, like Going into year two is like – you know, there's some fans that like we're like, yeah, we don't really get it, and we feel like it, it's not that great. We don't really get it, right? We don't, we don't get it, but like the other <laughs> team's scoring, else? I yeah, the other team's scoring quite a bit, and it doesn't seem that like they just didn't have that much faith in it. And now you see it fully, just when you when all five guys buy in, yeah. like when you when you see what the pack line can can become, right? And why Virginia loves it so much. When when all five guys know exactly what they're doing and how to do it, right? Like Enoch was way more aware than I've seen him be. Man, his feet were chopping all night, man. I mean, like you could tell he's been he's been trying to work on that. Yeah, he was moving. Like that looked like legit moving, man. That looked like I got to give him a lot. Mac had to tell him if you do one thing tonight, move your feet. You hedge and get back. Like you don't get beat getting back yeah and, and he and did he man. made that a point and he did like he still got beat a couple times like yeah. i will give him that but for, throughout the game i mean I, he was a force especially because like you said at the beginning like michigan has height like their their center um teske yeah john teske yeah i mean he's seven he's, feet yeah, yeah he's a tall he's dude a big guy and shooting shots him, out there i mean he still made he's his points it, but he he gave him hell. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Enoch did sure. it. You're you're spot on. Stephen Enoch and was did it without amazing tonight. being a foul magnet either. Right. Like, that's the crazy part. Two fouls. You would not have Two seen. Fouls. You would no, not have seen the, that last year. That's what I'm saying. It's last year against the seven footer, Stephen like, Enoch yeah. is walking in with four fouls before oh. the game starts. Man, he he would have had three by halftime. Right. Easy. It's easy. Especially as easy. physically as physical as this game was defensively. I am shocked he he only ended up with that many fouls. Yeah, I I can I completely agree. That with might you. be and like the craziest stat I've seen. I thought Chris Mack was uh, really really good tonight, and and the way that he substituted in and out Williams and Enoch because Enoch was hot at times, and right. he was you know there was times where obviously he needed a breather. Yeah, and Malik comes in, and you know you can tell, still tell there's some rust there. He doesn't mm-hmm. look like he's you know quite himself yet, uh, but his effort isn't lacking by any means, and I feel like he provides such a good boost to the team defensively he's you know he's really long and athletic he's a smart player and I felt like when he was in Louisville didn't miss a beat it didn't matter if it was him and fresh or if it was um you know if Ryan was was in with with Lamar or with uh with fresh and you had Malik in and then you you know you take out Jordan and you know give some time to Dwayne and maybe right. put in Sam so I felt like I the mean, lineup tonight between the two bigs was really good and that was something a couple weeks ago I talked about how are you going to work these two guys in when Enoch is prepared to be the dominant guy and you know Malik has the unfortunate event of being set back with an injury and he wants to be the guy as well how are you going to figure out how to integrate Malik back into this you know into the lineup and make things work with these two guys and today was a perfect example of how he's going to do that right it it it's crazy to me that the defense like you just said um 
like the efficiency of our defense tonight. Just it, you really couldn't tell. Um, it didn't miss a beat. Right. Regardless of who was in, like everyone finally understood their role at all times, and it was crazy to see. Because uh, to your point, like they really only had Task as like their their only true big guy. I mean, like he he outscored his team by by double. Like the next guy only had nine points. He had eighteen. Um, so I mean, he was their guy all night. Yeah, and we and he had, took eighteen shots too. So well, keep that in consideration as well. He the, just the, like Jordan, he didn't have a very right, efficient and, night. And the fact that we could rotate two big guys to help wear him down, like and keep them a little bit more fresh. I mean, I think that's awesome. Yeah, and and, and because people have considered uh, Malik to be the better of the defenders uh, between him and Enoch. So the fact that Enoch is picking it up defensively is is phenomenal to see. Like, that right. is a great sign. Because if we have two uh, true fives, like, they can defend like that, that's insane. Yeah. One of the other things that I think is really worth pointing out is a difference maker in this game, especially when you're dealing with a team who's got a seven-foot big guy, plays a six-foot-eight, six-foot-nine combo wing, has guards like a, a Franz Wagner who can – he can uh, he's six-foot-seven. He's a wing guard. Like, yep. you know, you've got guys who can, can rebound, and Louisville wins that – uh, by six, but you've got Wara with twelve, Sutton with eleven, and Enoch with ten. Like I've I said all off season long, this has the potential to be one of the best rebounding teams in the entire country and one of the best Louisville rebounding teams of all time. Yeah. They've got multiple guys who can give you double doubles. And I know Sutton only had four, uh, but both Enoch and Wara had double doubles and they were everywhere on the glass, man. Michigan Dude. missed a lot of shots, which kudos to the defense for making them miss a lot of shots and being in their face contesting. But they they, they ate the boards tonight. Like they just it's owned it. Insane. Forty eight rebounds. Like I'm I'm cool with it. Uh and the fact that a, a majority of them are defensive rebounds. So like we were not giving up second chances, um, that many possessions, which is great to see. Cause like right. the fact that we were coming down with the ball, um, because I didn't want them to get hot. That's what my terrifying thing was in the second half, like that they would finally just start waking up and just start making everything uh, like they had been in the weekend prior. So, yeah, the fact that even with an ugly shooting night, shooting, what, 21% from three, to beat a top five team by 15? Yeah. I mean, that's insane. And, and it, you're ex exactly right. Like, I did not think we'd beat this team by defense. I, I was, I'll put it that way. It, you're, again, spot on because how many times over the last two years has Chris Mack said, this team, man, when they are hitting their shots, they're great. They're in it. Mentally, they're defending. They want to win. But when things start to go awry and they start missing shots, this right. team checks out. Yep. And they're not defending at the level they should be. They start to feel sorry for themselves. Tonight, this team proved that they can overcome that. They they show it. The numbers are right here. And in a couple of weeks, if the you know the same thing starts to happen, I can point back to this game and I can say, no, you guys were past that. You showed that against Michigan yeah. because you continue to defend when you were missing sh you know missing shots. And that's whew, boy, you get this team doing that and playing at the, their highest level offensively, it's going to be special. One hill, dude. With we are fifty five percent from free throws, so like ten out of eighteen, you make. What should be like probably 15 out of 18, 14 out of 18. You're talking about almost like a 20 point win, right? Uh, against the top five team, yeah. which is which is nuts. But yeah, so I mean, there, there's so many points that I feel like Louisville, even with the defense Michigan had, like Louisville still left on the board. Like like Fresh Kimball's no like 
offhand under underhand he layup. Had, you know, he I'm had, like, dude, just oh he my left. God. He probably left six points out there. Yeah, um, when you miss a Darius, the when you start way. missing layups and e- and easy shots, it just it irks me. Yeah, um, it, especially it, in a close game or a or a game that you know will potentially get close. Because I, I I even joked to you at the beginning of the second half. I was like, watch. I was like, Michigan will probably get within like a four point. Uh, I was like, it's probably gonna get down to like four points, and then then we'll see. Yeah, what then they we'll, do. Then we'll figure and it out. All we'll of a sudden, boom. like they go on a run, eight zero run, and then boom. Yeah, we're only up four, and I'm like, and here boom. we go. Okay. Boom. And then we match it. Yeah. We matched it with another eight zero run. That's about time. It's it's about time. They put the kill switch on tonight. My my buddy and I last night were yeah. working out. We were talking about. I said, here's my concern. Louisville doesn't have a kill switch. We just slide that in there. Yeah, like man. That. Was, what is that? A humble brag? Oh, I think so. No, nah, because I wasn't like I was getting ripped. What is that? <laughs> Weird flex pun. Yeah, but <laughs> but we were talking about Louisville, and I was, I, my point to him was I don't think Louisville has a kill switch. I don't I don't see it right. mentally yet. I think it's like there's potential to get there, but I just don't think as a team they had that kill switch of like oh okay let's just put this away right now like let's just turn it up let's not. Let's not, you know, back off, start taking bad shots. Let's not start, you know, being like a days ago on defense. Let's end this game. We know we're so much better than them. Let's just, you know, let's buckle down for two more minutes and put it away. Uh, tonight they showed they have that. Well, and not good, only did they – team. Not only did we go on the 8-0 run when we were when, – when the game got close in the second half, we sustained the lead. Uh, and and I, I think that's huge because even, obviously, uh, with everyone's – scarred uh, memory of the Duke game, like, we're still not out of the woods even with, like, six minutes left, five minutes left, you know? Um, like, we've seen, we've let teams come right back in it. So it, it's not that uncanny. So even with, you know, ten minutes, nine minutes, eight minutes, seven minutes, we sustained a double-digit lead, uh, which was great to see, in, you know, in my mind, um, while playing defense like that. And it's not just – Joe Schmo, you know, mid-major program, collecting a check, man. This is Michigan, fourth best team in the country, just beat two top ten teams in two right. days. Well, what is arguably the the hottest team in the country by? I thought they were going to be ranked number standard. one. Like, I mean, why yeah, would you like, not rank you, them one? You, you argued beat, about it in the in, yeah, in the group message. Yeah, uh, like they did, if you're talking about there's the best a little team argument, in the country, yeah, schedule wise. If you're talking about the best team in the country, or resume, resume, they yeah. beat. The number six and the number eight team in span of two days. They beat Iowa State. They beat Creighton. Louisville at that point had beaten had uh, beaten Miami and WKU. Gosh, WKU. I, yeah, I mean those are the yeah that'd probably be the best. I'm sorry, but you know I it's just at that point it's a benefit of where you started from. Did you right. start at seven or did you start at fifty seven? Well, and that was the whole argument is that Michigan has the wins already. Right, and exactly. They have the the competition. So let's play devil's advocate because you you win a 15 point game against Michigan, which is a you know big feat, right? It's, it's like the Michigan State win last year. It's your early season win in this in this Big Ten ACC challenge. You've got some momentum now as you start to prepare for Pittsburgh on Friday, Texas Tech, and then you start to look obviously closer to Kentucky. Like right. this this is a big you know validation win that you're. On you are what you thought you were going to be, which is a contender for the championship. You're number one. You got the the best player in the conference. But let's play devil's act, advocate, and I'll start because I, I want to give you some time to think about this. When I watch this team tonight, obviously there's a lot to be impressed about, but the, there's a small bar, part of the pessimist in me that's saying I got to kind of 
you know, what what do they got to work on? What do they got to get better at? Because well, I want a perfect team. I want to blow everybody out. Oh, I want to sure. win a championship. I don't want it to be close. Well, and it's in, it's insane that we're talk like we're praising how great the defense was and complaining, you know, more so about the defensive or the offensive like shot selections. Yeah, why, right. The, the, the run. That's like, a good problem to have. Yeah, though. like the great problem to have. And, and we've already proven how efficient we can be on offense. But tonight, you know, de- like Michigan just did a great job of getting us out of our out of our stuff. Like it, it, it just looked like a lot of. Not four shots necessarily, but you know maybe not running like, as many. It's not in the flow sets. of the offense. Yeah, like yeah. we just didn't really get into great flow, so we were just trying right. different shots. And, yeah, and Which finally is, we just started tar- getting aggressive. I but. still can't really tell what they're doing offensively because it's. I mean, it's the same every game, but like it's kind of like screening away from the ball, motion offense. Like it, you know, there's principles of getting the ball inside, but then getting shots outside. Like there's no sets. Which you're used to in college basketball, like we saw a lot under Rick Pitino of like set plays. You know, you have right. you've got the play call, the point guard call. Well, there was some like it's you were screaming at the TV a couple times, like when we were in transition, and we were literally like four on three. Yeah, move. Like, Michigan move, wasn't, man. Michigan Go. wasn't even back yet, and and we would stop at mid court. Yeah, um, and just kind of walk the ball up. Yeah, and just wait for it. And I was like, I I kind of get it. Like you want to milk. I guess you want to milk the clock a little bit. But like, there was times like football, when, like, you, you've got to I – mean, ch- and that's what I'm talking about, the kill switch. You've got a chance right, to like just you're, put you're, it – At that point, you're playing not to lose. You, you're going to finish that game off. Right, you exactly. need to play to win. Yeah. So, But you lead me exactly into my point of playing devil's advocate of what tonight concerned me. And I said it last week as we talked about Akron, we talked about USC Upstate. The point guard play on this team, you know, I think there's still some, like, honeymoon phase going on with Fresh Kimball of, like, oh, he's new, let's give him time to play into his role, which I'm all about. Like, I'm all about let's get him into his role. Uh, and there was obviously <laughs> early on with Darius Perry. Of, yeah. what, what's so funny? Did I say something funny? Uh, no. Wara has an awesome quote from his Okay, let's hear it. Interrupt for awesome <clears throat> quotes. Per Jordan Wara, we heard they wanted some smoke yesterday. They got the smoke, and they got smoked. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, man. I, I want to hope that that's like – that's the, a lot of smoke. Yeah, that is a lot of smoke. But I want to hope that that's not how he said it. Like, I feel like the delivery from that tweeter is off, which I'm looking at the same tweet Ooh. as you. Like, I feel like there's, like, some, like... The context yeah, is but pretty aggressive. Like, it's like, pretty bold. Okay, so if I say you this know, and then he says it, obviously he's going to sound a lot, like, cooler and just casual with it, whereas this is, like, very, like, they got smoke, they got smoked. I don't think that that's... That doesn't sound like how that sounds... Like, Jordan Warren would say that. If you're catching my drift, I, I mean, don't, we're I gonna listen. That. We're gonna listen to it like on the way home, anyways, or something. So yeah, but anyway, and then we can figure out next week. And back and, to my point. Yeah, of, I have some concerns here about the point guard play early on because tonight Darius Perry and Fresh Kimball were pretty much irrelevant. Like defensively, they were not irrelevant at all. They were great. Both of them were so good in limiting Xavier Simpson. They were phenomenal in stopping him. They were great, like great. But offensively, you get Nine points, not great shooting numbers. They go, you know, three for nine shooting. You get five assists, which, you know, that's that's good between two players. You know, in college basketball, you're not going to see guys getting 10, 11 assists. But in, there was just nothing. They, did, they just didn't provide us a, a lot offensively in spots yeah. where you kind of expect them to. Like, right. You know, no, I, even, I agree. And it, it wasn't just them that had a bad shooting, right? Um, like, man, you know, like the he was one for eight, but he made the three when it counted, for sure. The fact that um, he took three twos is pretty impressive. Yeah. That actually I didn't even think of that. But um and 
I'm just looking at the 35 minutes then with big man because I never thought I expected that. Oh, do you have minutes? What, what, hold on, what are you looking at? ESPN? Yeah. And you've got minutes? Yeah. My minutes have still not been updated. I was curious <laughs> about that. How many minutes did Dwayne Sutton play? Loser. <laughs> Update your browser. Right. Sutton played 35. McMahon played 35. Okay, all right. Moore played 36. Okay, so let's talk about this. Kimball played 23. This is a new dynamic, and also this can continue to flow into a devil's advocate. The starters here, when you talk about how deep you are, as a team early on in the season, talk about how good you can be when you get into March. And when you're in March in, in any playoffs, whether it's the NBA or college basketball, you're going to play your starters a lot more than you would in the regular season as you kind of try to manage their, their minutes and how much they play. But to have three guys play 35 minutes or more tonight, when you talk about having a really deep bench, that's but, not great. No, okay, but hold on. Let me play the – Big-time players got to play Can I play the, the devil's the devil's ad advocate? Yeah to that um sure so speaking of coming off injuries i think the two guys people expect to gain minutes throughout the season um will continue to do so in david johnson and, and malik who yeah malik, malik had 14 minutes true and steve didn't play 30 minutes i hope this is something good i would throw the ball in the no, I was expecting that to be the, the Ryan McMahon story. It's awesome, baby. <laughs> a third impersonation to throw into the hat with Coach O and Coach Satterfield. Dude, this is impressive. You're building quite a repertoire. No, I mean, either way. So my my point, because uh, I'm trying to stay professional here, I think David Johnson is going to get way more than two minutes going into March. Yeah, okay. I, I think throughout – I sure. think. I'll give you that. No doubt. He, he didn't have here, – here's the thing. Sam played nine minutes. Here's the thing. It's like, Let me point that out as well. Okay. Yes, I see that. And here's the thing. Satterf it's just like Satterfield. The only way to get like your your deep bench is going to get get those young guys more quality minutes. You can't do that against a top five team this early in the this season. Early in yeah. the season. I give so you that. like he doesn't trust them right now, which is – Totally that, right. That's I what the eleven either. minutes between those two tells me right. the story. They he doesn't. It's not that he doesn't trust them offensively. No, no, he no. doesn't trust them to defend. Right, and, and that's the whole. And we were having a great. I mean, like the yeah. We we never really really got into let, foul trouble. Let your that, starters that's the get only the, thing. Let them develop the kill switch. He didn't have to. He, he didn't yeah. have to go into his bench tonight, right? Right. Because his starters are playing great. But my whole thing is, I think David Johnson, Sam Williamson, and Malik are going to start like by by March it's going to be a lot more evenly distributed than what you're seeing. I just think, yeah, you, you can't do that in a top-five matchup at the beginning of December. Like, right. you, you can't rely that much on, on two freshmen and a guy just coming back from injury, especially if you want him in March. You know, like, I wouldn't run him to the ground um, even for, you know, like a, a top-five win in December if we really, really need him during ACC playing down the stretch and... And all that stuff. Yeah. All right. So let's end tonight uh, on this, and I'll let you ponder if you want, if you want to have some time to think about it. Would you? Do you have a devil's advocate of something? Because you you pointed out your devil's advocate to my devil's advocate. So what is just the thing? Was there something tonight that kind of stood out to you? Can we like, put it we all? Prove that for me. It's can we put it all together? Can can we? Forty minutes, right? Can we have a a normal, not even a great shooting night? But a just a normal on par shooting night, something better than thirty six percent and and twenty one from three. Right. Um. You know, uh, just a normal average 
or even great shooting night while also having that stifling defense. Because I, I want to see that, like, night in, night out. Oh, if you do that, like, you're going to blow light bulb, some teams out. I man. really, really hope, like, the light bulb finally clicked on defense somehow. And my only concern, to your point, um, throughout the season is that did they have this in them the whole time? So is it really just a competition thing? Like, they finally got a top-five matchup, and they're like, oh, now we'll actually, right. like, play really, really good defense because it's finally like a, a marquee matchup. Oh, like, my I, gosh. I, I just All hope right. we don't play down to you My know turn to like, I, I my turn to play down to competition. You. All right, so my, <laughs> my turn to interrupt you. Twitter is a great place post-game. I'll say it's Phenomenal. one of the best things about Twitter in any sport. FOMO, yeah. Instant, it's instant amazing news. because there's always takes and reactions. So this is the tweet of the night. Better than what you told me about Jordan wanting right. the smoke and getting the smoke. Mark Blankenbaker tweeting this out. Mark Blankenbaker tweeting this out. Tim Sullivan asked Fresh Kimball, how do you define the smoke? <laughs> I'm about to here's, – here's the retweet. If you got to ask about it, you don't know about it. That's the retweet. Man. If you got to ask about it, you don't know. I think Tim Sullivan and uh, – in, in what's his name on – on Diener's show on Tuesdays, Billy Reed. I think I think Tim oh, Sullivan also and Billy Reed also should have in a your, That's also in your wheelhouse. What a podcast for no one to listen to. Oh, it would be phenomenal. I, there'd be a listener of one because it'd be me sometimes, maybe. No, it's just no. Like, that's that'll be your homework every week. What they say on that show, Alex? Dude, I turned on this morning and I realized it was Billy Reed morning. Tuesday. I I did a whole thirty seconds, and then I had to I had to turn it because it was just. It was so, I can't. Okay, we're not, this isn't. So about we're that. we're past the smoke. We're about the Louisville brought the smoke. Michigan felt the smoke. We're past the smoke. All right. So here's the thing. Let's let's close the night out on this. Best thing from the night. Worst thing from the night. Your favorite moment. Your your you know the one thing that stood out to you. Whatever it is you wanna you wanna finish here with. And I'll start. For me, the best statistic of the night or the best thing about tonight is Dwayne Sutton. Chris Mack calls him the warrior. He is. It's every game. He just continues to impress me and impress me. And I told Alex tonight, I was starting to believe that he could be an NBA draft pick, despite the fact that he doesn't have elite athleticism, despite the fact that he's six foot five. His effort, his uh, ability to rebound at a very elite level for his size, um, his just his smarts, everything about this kid is what you would want on your championship team. Tonight he was special with the way that he rebounded, the way that he, he kept plays alive with offensive rebounds with steals uh, or deflections. what like I, It was everything. I, he just keeps getting better at everything. It's unreal. Right. And the, the other thing, the thing that I dislike tonight, I just don't – I think that, you know, obviously in one – in a spurt of a game, I think it's fine when you have to kind of throw a lot on your upperclassmen. That's what you ask of them is to be great when they need to be. But I don't think long-term that you can afford to give Dwayne Sutton and Jordan Wara 35, 36 minutes. Same with Ryan McMahon. I get you need shooting on the floor. You need the guys who are going to bring the intensity. Uh, but last season, they wore down asking them to do that. I know they've got more guys this year, but are those more guys quality enough to, pro- to provide a, a lift when you need them to come in uh, to spell a Sutton or a Wara, a guy who's giving you rebounding and points? Are they good enough to give you that? Because if not – then playing the guys this many, this many minutes is going to wear them down. Right, I agree. Uh, I also think that's why 
Louisville's a, a championship contender because of their their ceiling, and their ceiling is part of developing depth. De- yeah, developing the freshmen. Yeah, and I think absolutely. they're only so therefore like the team's only going to get better throughout the season. Like they're not going to get more worn down because I feel like as the freshmen get better, the the senior or you know the the older guys, the starters can kind of maybe like get a little game management minutes uh, before uh, before the big games. But yeah. Yeah, my whole thing is just it's it's super early and this was a huge matchup. So he he definitely want to win it. I mean, it's a white at home. You want to win that, regardless of how you win it. You want to win it. Sure. So the fact that freshman didn't get that many minutes, it doesn't, doesn't shock Move me point. at all. All right, thing you like, thing you don't like. Things I like, uh, consistent thing. Yeah. Oh, don't you dare put oh, an S my... on that thing. Yeah, One that's thing. what I said. The thing. You said um, things. No, no, no. It literally their thing. Their first. That was Chris Mack's most complete defensive game for me. Like yeah, Louisville's most complete under Chris Mack. Uh, so great thing is consistent, aggressive defense all 40 minutes. Absolutely. Effort-wise. Um, what was the next one? Improvement? What Dislike. What, what did oh, you dislike? dislike? Uh, shot selection, first half, settling for jumpers. Like I would, You could have been more aggressive in the first half and really blown that lead up. Like I think it could have been, you know, like – it could have been like forty to eighteen going into the first half. Like I know that sounds stupid, but like between the missed layups and the bad shot selections at times, the bad three point selections at times, like I, yeah, you get a couple of those back and make half of free throws. It could have easily been, you know, over a twenty point game at halftime, which is nuts. Right, Instead exactly. When you're game. playing a yeah. team of that caliber, like that, you're not used to seeing. Oh, another ad from ESPN. Thank you for the autoplay feature. It's definitely something we asked for. I thought you were just starting the outro. No, I was not, but I'm getting there. We're we're getting close to that moment uh, because it's time to go to bed, man. I don't know about you, but I am way past my bedtime. Yeah. My boss is a UK fan, so he's not going to care, which means I have to be at work on time. So Not that great. Well, it was a great night, a big win for Louisville. Way to seal it up over Michigan. Not worried about any kind of post game or uh, late game comebacks from the opponent is a great feeling, especially at home. Like I feel like in that some, environment, man, I feel like some nice demons a just special got, jersey out. Yeah, man. I definitely feel like some demons got exercised tonight, um, which is a great sign. And this team just got a whole new level of confidence. So that's what they needed, man. Yep, I agree. Can we get my shine? So high.